1: It's Ty Power's Big Footy Final Sale. To kick things off, you can get the power to buy three and get one free on selected Toyo passenger car and SUV tyres. Ty Power's Big Footy Final Sale can't last. Visit typower.com.au now.
2: Glass is beautiful. That's what everyone thinks. Otis Eyewear's range features stunning mineral glass sunnies that transcend the boundaries between style, durability, and sustainability. The world looks better through Otis Eyewear. Visit otiseyewear.com.
1: We're now talking, of course, Friday Focus, which we've done all year, which um, we've had arguably the biggest names that have been on WA Radio through the world of sport from all around the world. Thanks to Otis Eyewear, wonderful supporters. A look at life through a quality lens. Search for otiseyewear.com
3: And you had the opportunity, Goss, to uh, be part of a significant part of the induction into the Hall of Fame, WA Footy Hall of Fame of four wonderful names, and uh you interviewed them, you spoke to them about their journey, about what it means to get be uh, put into that upper echelon mm. of footballing talent and uh, and the respect shown to those sort of people. Um, amazing journeys for all of them, amazing yeah. stories.
1: Great stories. And this was live on stage, Sandover Medal Night, a couple of Tuesdays ago. In fact, Tuesday before the Waffle Grand Final. You're about to hear from Jim Cracker, Matthew Prittis, Dennis committee
3: And the first voice you'll hear is that of, uh, well... SEN's Gillian Goss's own Matthew Pavlich. Enjoy the Friday Focus.
4: It's, uh, it's not something that you, you think about too often, but knowing how much I, I love the game, you can choose to love a lot of things in life. Um, there's people at our table tonight that I love dearly. Um, and you can choose to love a lot of things, but I chose football, or maybe football chose me, I'm not sure. Um, so to be in this company is uh, incredibly humbling.
1: So when you're a 17-year-old and you get drafted and you're going to Fremantle, was it an easy move initially? Did you just go, yep,
4: that's what I have to do? Hell no, no. Um, mum, mum's here and she uh, read out a list of uh, players to, to Damien Drummond, to Jared McNeil and to Neil McLean and to Brent Dawkins, the, the recruiting managers who were sitting on our couch at Sevenly Rama Court in, in Kibben Park in South Australia saying, oh, you should take this kid, he's a you know, centre-half forward from Perth, or you should take this young lad from Claremont, he's better than our son. Um, thanks mum. Uh, so yeah she wasn't too fond of the move and, and look frankly neither was I but I remember you know draft day is a big moment of any, any young uh, kid's life if, you, if your name's called out and dad sort of pulled us aside afterwards after we'd had a barbecue with friends and family and, and, and whatnot and he, uh, I think he could see that I was Maybe a little shaken, the fact I'm about to move across the other side of the, the country. Didn't know anyone here, and uh, but he said, "This is what you've always wanted to do," and um, yeah, what a great opportunity. And I think uh, from that moment, I tried to uh, never live it back.
1: And you went down to training and the the famous time trial where you probably pushed yourself a little bit far. Can you explain what happened? What went wrong? <laughs>
4: Uh, well, yeah, I, just, I tried maybe a bit too hard day one. We were training at Aquinas College. The the, the football club didn't have a, a home at that point in time. We were you know, nomadic, really. We were training at different areas all the time. And this particular session was at, at Aquinas. And um, I, maybe just for, you, for everyone in the room, if you take yourself back to the, the first job that you ever had, just for a moment, and what you were thinking and what you were feeling. Um, and and for some context, this was a job that I had always dreamt of, even you know, since I was running around the backyard or the front yard of, of mum and dad's family home. Um, and so I just wanted to impress. I wanted to show everyone that I was here to, to make a, a stand. And we did about 90 minutes of ball work, and it was one of those warm mornings, as I mentioned. And Finished the session, and I was running through to the end of each cone and you know, sort of pushing through as hard as I could. I was doing one-on-one with Tony Modru, my, my childhood e- uh, hero. I was doing everything to the best of my ability and I was absolutely exhausted, sweating profusely by the time the, the session had finished. We came in as a group and the, run, the running coach, Jimmy Bridle, came across and said, Okay, boys, we've now got six 1K time trials. Now, you know, for everyone in the room, that's sort of not too bad maybe as you get older, but day one was asking a bit too much. So I got around, I was running with a bunch of sort of key position players. I got around the first four pretty well. The fifth one I started dro- to drop off the back of the group, started battling a bit, crossed the finish line, uh, had a big spew uh, and was starting you know, seeing stars and whatnot and Jimmy came across and, di- and said, oh, do you think you can do one more? <laughs> and you know, as I wiped the spew away from my mouth, um, day one I was going to show no chink of the armour. I said, yeah, of course, I'm fine. So I stumbled up to the start line and took off again with our group and I immediately dropped off the back. And I got about two-thirds of the way around uh, Aquinas College, the oval there. And I had this overwhelming feeling as if I was running closer and closer to the ground. (laughs) Um, Teammates who now love to tell the tale say it was like I was going down an escalator and (laughs) passed out, collapsed. The next thing I remember is waking up in intensive care at Murdoch Hospital. So... Uh, thanks to, to Stephen Platt and Jeff Boyle for throwing me back at the trainers van <laughs> and getting me to, to hospital. I don't think mum was too impressed, but um, I was so embarrassed. I was just so embarrassed um, coming back to the club that, you know, here's this young kid drafted at four, failing on, on day one. But, um, you know, I didn't realise maybe what my teammates had seen in that, in that moment. So, um, yeah, a, a, an interesting way to start an AFL career. You're a grand final, didn't quite get the prize
1: and you're out here working on the weekend and you see what it did for our state and how big it was. Is it that... I mean, as much as you've won everything and you're here tonight as a Hall of Famer, is that, that just one little piece of the puzzle that you walk away from and go, damn?
4: Yeah, uh, 9 nine fourteen, and five out in the full and lost by 15 points. Um, I don't think about it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, look, it's... Um, it's a missed opportunity, but um, I've learnt um, that, you know, there's, there's things that in your life that you can't change, and I cannot change uh, what happened in, in, that, in that day, on that day. We know we couldn't do much more um, in terms of our effort. We just didn't execute that day. So, um, incredible envy for, for, for players that have won a premiership, incredible envy for, for Melbourne and all their supporters, um, and now I can look, look, look on my team, Fremantle, with great passion and great love and hope and pray and, and definitely want to see that um, at some stage. It's, uh, obviously, the club's been in existence for 27 years, got close in 2013, and now they have a, an opportunity, that team, to, to take and be the first. So um, I can only hope and, and pray that uh, that happens uh, while I'm alive.
1: Matthew Pavlich, part of the WAFL Hall of Fame. Glasses, beautiful Visit iWare.com. Who would have funk it, eh? Hey? A South Australian into the WA Football Hall of Fame. Oh, there's yeah. others, but uh it's 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 fantastic. He's he's this is this is his home. This is, this where is his
3: th- Yeah, true footballing career. Uh, you know, started as a junior over there, but tough day, tough first day in the office for him, wasn't it? <laughs> On the escalator down into the into the dirt, then into uh, intensive care. But uh yeah, no, a champion, rightly holds his spot in that Hall of Fame.
1: Jim Cracker was also inducted on that night. Still to come, Matthew Prittis and Dennis Cometti And But we are chatting with our Hall of Famers, thanks to Otis Eyewear.
3: Yeah, Jim Cracker. He was just a, a superstar to watch. I remember I was living over in New South Wales and uh, in Southern Riverina, and it was football territory. And to see the Crackers running around there doing their stuff, uh, and another wonderful acknowledgement in a terrific career, and a, and a bit of a pioneer.
1: You're at Claremont. You played in a remarkable team, you know, with Moss and Blackwell and Ralph and Malaxis and Doc Haken and all those legends of the of the club. And we remember that '81. We just saw the highlights in it of '81 Grand Final. Michael Rioli, Vergona, um, unbelievable team. Do you remember that fight? And you remember who grabbed you and what they did for you in '81?
5: Yeah, I remember it vaguely, um, yeah, when it, <clears throat> the ball just bounced and then um, it went into, I think Barry Beecroft, he took the mark and um, Big Basil cleaned him up, so yeah, and I, I don't know if it was the bravest thing to do, but yeah, as it worked out, um, I think it did the Tigers good because, you know, probably gave all our players confidence and because South were renowned as a um, really tough side and a good side. And and the tigers were too, but um, that gave us good confidence when we stood up to them. I think. And Stephen Michael came in and grabbed you. <clears throat> yeah, Stephen came and grabbed me and um, took me away. Steve's he's my relation, so he's probably looking after me a bit. I think.
1: <laughs> it was either that or stay away from Rioli, who was a golden gloves champion a couple of times over.
5: Yeah, no. Morrissey was a champion too, so um, yeah, didn't really have run-ins with him. But he, hes a good fella. Smart decision, Jim. <laughs>
1: Smart decision. Yeah. So when you go to Melbourne, what was it like? What was the, the whole? I mean, from Barker to Claremont was huge. To to Perth, then you go across to Melbourne, and you talked about that, saying you could have been on the moon. You had no awareness of what it was like, how big it was going to be. Was it pretty daunting?
5: It was pretty daunting. Um, but I think the um, initial move from Mount Barker to Perth was the artist's move, because you know that was the initial move of moving away from home. So, and when we went to Melbourne, Philip and myself, um, and with our families, that it was made a little bit easier, I think.
1: So you couldn't just get on a in the car and drive home on the weekend, which you did when you're at Claremont every now and then.
5: Yeah, most times we used to finish the game and go home, then come back during the week to do you know, a few days train and then play on the weekend.
1: The journey that was, did you get the best out of everything you did? Did you look at it and go, I sit back now and look back and I am a champion, here I am at Hall of Fame, you're in the North Melbourne Hall of Fame as well. Did Jim Cracker achieve everything you set out or did you have no plan?
5: Oh, no, we've... You know, we we did pretty good. Um, what sort of daunts me a lot is, um. you know, I lay down night-time thinking, you know... In, I, I can't remember much about the '83. When in the season '83, we finished on top, North Melbourne, and lost both finals. And you know, as a player, you only sort of remember nowadays only about five or six different highlights in your career. And yeah, I, I don't know if I played good or who played good and who played bad, but all I know is that we lost, and that sort of haunts you a bit.
1: John Law your former teammate North Melbourne, described you as tough, fast, fit, elusive and skillful, And now you're a member of the WA Football Hall of Fame. What's your emotion right now, Jim?
5: What's your emotion? Um, yes, yeah, it's, <clears throat> it's good to be, um, rec- you know, as I said before, good to be recognised and acknowledged for your little part in the game. Um, yeah, you know, good feeling.
1: Jim Cracker. The Royal Hall of Fame. He's just very understated. He's very nervous.
3: Humble fellow. <laughs> yeah, very humble. Understated. Fillery. There.
1: He he saddened to the fact is that they he was known as the Cracker Brothers all the way through their careers. Yeah, right. Yet Phil wasn't in the Hall of Fame the same night. He felt that for years and years it was all about the Cracker Brothers. There was no individuals.
3: Yeah, that, so, that, actually, that's spot on. That's the way I recall it too. As a 10 or 11-year-old watching it. That's my memory of it. It was always both of them, wasn't it? Just bobbing up somewhere, getting the ball, doing something a bit freakish.
1: Darren listening in Darwin, listening to Gillian Goss. Good on you, Darren. We have a question also from John.
3: John in High Wickham. How many waffle games did Pav play? One, I believe.
1: Same as as many as Chris Judd.
3: Hmm. South Frio, Pav? Yep. yep. Juddy was East Perth, would not he? Yeah, he was. Just the one? Is that a prerequisite to get into the Hall of Fame? I don't
1: think thing? so. I don't think so.
3: Yeah, it probably so shouldn't anymore. be now, oh, should it?
1: Well, that's where they've played most of their footy. I mean, he's a part of Fremantle is a part of the WA football fabric. And uh, Fremantle yeah. and West Coast are part of the WAFL and WA Football Commission. So.
3: Yeah, it wasn't the Waffle Hall of Fame, was it? it was, no, uh,
1: WA Football Hall of Fame. So, yeah. um, look, it's uh, it's a question, but he's, he's well deserved. So too, Jim Cracker, and so to our next guest, Matt Pritterson, Dennis Committee, Not too far away, Will Brody from the Gold Coast Suns is coming to Fremantle. We'll be chatting with him as well, and the manager of Adam Chera, How that deal got done. Coming back with more Otis Eyewear Friday Focus.
3: Yeah, and as I said, I want to. After all that, we just mm-hmm. need to get an opinion on the. the potential rule change in the big bash cricket love doing what people think about that stick around Yes, indeed, you are listening to Gillian Goss on SEM. We are right in, we're halfway through the Friday Focus, which has been brought to you by Otis Eyewear. Visit otisyewear.com to look at their wonderful range. Glass is beautiful. And, Goss, you've put together a beautiful arrangement for the Friday Focus. We've heard from Matt Pavlich and Jim Cracker. And now we're going to move to an Eagles legend, a Brownlow medalist, a Sandover medalist, and it is that of Matt Prittis.
1: This is big for you. I mean, you've... A Brownlow medalist, Sandover medalist, and now you're in the Hall of Fame and we've just seen two greats of our game. Does that sit with you?
2: Oh, it's, um, it's a huge honour um, and very, very proud. Um, as I was just talking about then, I, I just loved the game of footy. Um, nights like tonight, they're always great to be able to reflect on, um, you know, some of your teammates, um, some of your rivals in the past, but we all come together just... It's a great vibe in the room because we just all love the game. Um, you can put all those rivalries to the side and just enjoy each other's company. and that's, I think that's the great thing about footy.
1: When you talk about the frustration of being in a number of drafts and not getting picked up, not getting picked up, then you play two games in your first year and then from up that point onwards you were just a, a part of the fabric of, of West Coast. What do you say to young Matthew Prittisers out there right now who are in the waffle or in other competitions about your aspirations and your dreams because you are living proof that if you chip, chip, chip away eventually you might be able to get that foot through the
2: door. Yeah, I think the biggest thing is that you've got to keep playing to your strengths um, because everyone's got their weaknesses but they're not the things that are going to get you drafted. So play to your strengths, keep enjoying your footy but I think if you can just Leave it at the, you know, to the side about trying to get to the AFL. It's all about just play at that highest level you can possibly play at. Um, always trying to you know, just do your best. I, I think for me it's keeping that simple mindset um, of just being a good teammate, playing your role, and I think you know, you're enjoying your footy. Those opportunities will just keep presenting um, and making the most of those opportunities when they do present. And
1: footy and the club and the ground, the grassroots level is something that you're trying to get your son to enjoy now because you're playing for the Williams Rams. Are they called the Rams? Uh, the Cats. The The Cats. cats, Yeah. All righty. Sorry about that. And you played and you bowed out. You didn't win the flag. I think you lost. No,
2: we didn't. We lost. um, Yeah, by four points. But uh, absolutely loved it. I haven't played for three or four years. um, but my pantry at home now is a change room so he's got a he's only three and he's, he's caught the bug absolutely so he's in there prepping all his boys and he runs out of the pantry he's rah, 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 and he's running side to side so just to see that that he's picked up you know just what it is to be around a group of mates um, you go out there play if you're lucky enough you sing the song after the game and Um, That's what we all love. So I'm just glad that I haven't had to force it. He's just picked it up um, being around the environment. Do you
1: have any aspirations to coach or develop or be around an elite football club?
2: Um, I don't think so. Like, I absolutely love the game. But I don't think I've got the ability to be able to, you know, to lead and, and some of the 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 commitment that our AFL coaches have is just phenomenal. Um, With a young family that I've got at the moment, I don't think I could fully commit to that. Um, But having said that, when my kids come through the system, um, yeah, never say never. Sandover medalist, Brownlow medalist,
1: Hall of Famer, and just a bloody good fella. (laughs) Matthew Prittis, ladies and gentlemen, Hall of Fame.
3: (laughs) Yeah, one of the true gentlemen, so humble and terrific to be part of the Friday Focus and more so part of the Hall of Fame, and now one of the greatest voices who's had a huge impact in the game of footy, particularly here in WA, Dennis Cometti,
0: Congratulations. Thank you very much. Is that the end? (laughs) Well, I hope not. That sounds very final.
1: Yeah, well, media end. You You called that game the other night, and I just wanted to say... 90 seconds to go from the end of your last game of commentary. You've TV retired in 2016, you're doing the radio commentary and you hand over the commentary to Lockie Reed.
0: Well, Lockie's a Melbourne fan and as a result, he's been in the wilderness for some time, so I did him a favour. But I was knackered anyway.
1: <laughs> when you're commentating... Now, I've got a couple of points. One, you
0: sit, Bruce stood... That's right. But he's a very short man. (laughs) Like he's down here somewhere if he doesn't stand. We did it completely differently, actually, because he watched the game and I never watched the game. Actually, what had happened was I preferred to have the output of the two cameras. One is a close-up picture and the other is the long shot. And I worked off those almost exclusively. And I was lucky because Channel 7 had two geniuses who were cameramen. So they should be up here tonight because they could find the ball when it went out of shot. Their role was to find it, to swing this way. And bugger me dead, they did it every time. So life, life was very easy. <laughs> Why have you retired? You're so good and we all love you and you're still at the top of your game. And... Uh, I think you're missing the point. Uh, If I had to do that game from last weekend, I would need to study again this week. If I had to do the 1964 Grand Final between East Fremantle and Claremont, just put a screen there and I can (laughs) knock it off right now. That is the difference.
1: (laughs) All righty. Now, did you write down a lot of... I mean, the librarian one I'm led to believe was straight off the top of your head. True or false?
0: True. I was actually scrambling for what to say. I didn't realise what had just happened in some respects. It was a remarkable rundown, wasn't it? Nick Revolt wasn't a man to make mistakes. So I was surprised a little. And uh, for once, I got lucky, and this just blurted out like a librarian. It was, and what about
1: cork in the ocean?
0: Well, that was a saying when I was a boy. So as a result, I didn't think that was clever at all. But it's become my calling sign, isn't it, you know? And as for centimetre perfect, now this is something else. When I'm standing on the side of the road with my wife, and a car goes blug—I mean, a car goes by—and a bloke hangs out the window and shouts out centimetre perfect, what are you supposed to do? How do you react to that? I just wish, again, my wife Delia, long suffering, would give him the thumbs up. You know, like uh, that would be terrific. <laughs> That's crude.
1: You hear? You walk out, you walk past the Dennis Committee Media Centre. It's pretty cool. It's pretty cool,
0: isn't it? It is pretty cool, yeah. It is pretty cool. I uh, generally go in the other door, though. It's only when I'm feeling that I don't know the players well enough, I go up the corridor and stand next to that. That's the toilet. For inspiration. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Uh, No, it's it's a wonderful thing. And I, I really appreciate the people of Perth who have been... So supportive in many ways, and uh, in the last couple of times I've retired, they've certainly been vocal. I won't do it a third time. Thank you very much. Tennis Committee, WA Football Hall of
1: Fame.
2: Thank you for listening to In Focus with Adam Gilchrist, brought to you by Otis Eyewear. The world looks better through Otis Eyewear. See the range at otiseyewear.com.